0: Hey everybody, Ethan here. Today we are talking about Sanctum, which I know. What is that, right? You probably, you know, haven't seen that movie. So I downloaded the trailer. I'm going to play you a few clips. It's about people getting stuck in a cave. So there's stuff like. Find another way out. We're heading back down. I
1: can't do this. I'm not a diver, You can do this because you have to do this. I don't want to die down
0: It's dude. based on a true story. You get it. Um, it's not completely a true story. They changed a bunch of stuff and they added a, you know, CGI. And then there's other stuff like. From now on you will have no identifying marks of any kind we're no longer part of the system we are the men in black okay okay got me there that was men in black that wasn't this movie that's not from sanctum that's men in black for sure but point is this episode is really interesting you don't really have to have seen sanctum you'll get what's going on trust me enjoy the show thanks for listening hit the theme song Bad Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bad Science. I'm your host, Ethan Edinburgh. And today we're talking about Sanctum from 2011. That's right. Sanctum 3D, apparently, which, of course, I didn't get to watch it in 3D. I saw it at home. (laughs) But anyways, uh, our first guest who brought this movie to my attention is a guest investigator at Tamug. I have no idea if I'm saying that correctly or if you guys say T-A-M-U-G or how this works, but it's a a Department of Marine and Coastal Environmental Science. He's Dr. David Frankovitz. Hi, Ethan. How's it going, David?
1: All good. Going very well. Who wants to go cave diving after this movie?
0: Never have I ever wanted to go cave dive? Well, I guess maybe when I was younger, I, I might have wanted to go. But uh, as soon as I had any modicum of intelligence, it seemed like a terrible idea. And this movie really reiterates that. That's right. What is this uh, Tamag that I'm reading about? And there's no way anyone says Tamag, right? That's right.
1: This is Texas A&M University um, at Galveston. I'm a postdoctoral uh, fellow there. I finished my PhD a couple years ago. I'm studying cave ecosystems in the Yucatan Peninsula, and I am actually continuing this research.
0: Fantastic. So I have a lot of questions for you, but I'm going to introduce somebody that's going to help me out. She's a stand-up comedian, an actress, and a podcast host. Alice Wetterland is here.
2: Oh, hello. Hi.
0: Hey, Alice. <laughs>
2: Thanks for having me. Hi, Alice. Hello. Hi. <laughs> yeah, guys. How's it going?
0: It's going good. How's everything over there?
2: Just having a good time. It's Absolutely. important to, you know, try to live your normal Live your truth.
0: <laughs> I like this episode. It feels like it's going to become partially an inspirational episode.
2: <laughs> well, I I hope it's going to fully become one because I need it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Um, I'm really
2: okay. putting a lot on this.
0: I was, I, was, I was reading a little bit about you, uh, Dr. Brankovitz. It says that you are categorizing biogeochemical cycles that mediate the exchange of carbon among major reservoirs at the boundary of the land and ocean. And obviously... I know what that means, but maybe for other people, you could explain what I just said.
1: So what it means, I am an ecologist, and mm-hmm. I am interested in um, studying how ecosystems work. And mm-hmm. what that strange sentence means is that um, I studied carbon, which is one of the most important elements on Earth, yeah. and how it flows and cycles through the environment with the help of microbes, plants, animals, and entire food webs
2: okay so not just caves
1: <laughs> during my phd i focused on underwater cave systems uh-huh. in the coastal region
0: mm, that sounds nice
1: exactly that that's one reason because um my field work as a phd student was in the yucatan peninsula mexico mm-hmm. on the caribbean side and um it's actually a really nice place to oh, just what a to, dump, to be yeah. and caves are just fascinating environments that um, hold a lot of interesting information about ecosystem function in general um, because it gave me an opportunity to kind of connect my passion uh, in diving and cave diving with uh, my professional goals so yeah I'm a cave diving scientist and that really allowed me to make observations and measurements in these environments that otherwise wouldn't have been possible if I had had to ask someone to go in there
0: and yeah cetera, well that's why you're the perfect guest for this episode dr brank can i call you dr brank <laughs> they
1: keep calling you dr brank maybe branko that's how my <laughs> friends are calling me cool branko. Okay, branko.
0: <laughs> nice so check it out branko in this movie <laughs> everybody's all about this cave you know they are ugh, i don't even know where to start as far as how i feel about the movie i'm going to try and put that aside because i really try not to insult anyone on the show we're just analyzing a piece of work, an art project here. But my point is that, yeah, they're going crazy about what's in these caves. And to me, that was one of the biggest questions I had is what is down there that's so exciting? I mean, they show what's down there, which is this, I don't know, uh, like it just looks like water on the roof. They're swimming and they see like the surface, but they're all freaking out about it. Like it's this huge discovery. So could you explain to me why, (laughs) A, what they're looking at? Because I never got an explanation of that. And then B, why it's worth all of the turmoil and potential death. I mean, this is based on a true story, but in the movie, like 12 people died. And in the true story, nobody died. So I wanted to get that's, that out of the way also. Um, but it is possible that people die. I'm sure people have uh, died cave diving, right? That's right. It's called
1: cave dying. Cave dying.
0: Cave dying. <laughs> cave dying. <laughs> so what are these people cave dying for, Branko? <laughs> So
1: the two main reasons here, one of them is, it's indeed pure exploration and exploration. I mean, humans in general, I think are, that's, that's really part of our nature. If something is there, um, then yes. we just go and, 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 explore and, and have a look at it. I think it was George Mallory when they asked him why he wanted to climb the Everest, Mount Everest, he said, because it's there. That was his answer. It's a good answer. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, so. That's one thing, I think, the curiosity. And the other thing, as a scientist, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by the scientific information that, that is present in caves. So, for example, caves are history books of our past climate, environment, uh, oceans that existed on Earth. And by going in there and extracting sediment deposits or uh, cave formations that are called speleothems, Maybe you've heard of mm-hmm. those?
0: Spiriothems? Stalagmites
1: and stalactites. That's right. That's right. Yes. Nice. <laughs> so, so we can learn a lot about the past and based on that, predict future climate scenarios, et cetera, et cetera, and in, inform other environmental models. Also, I'm a biologist, so I, I'm really interested in the animals that live in these environments. So they have to go through adaptation to be able to survive in a dark place where there is no food or obvious um, source of energy. So evolutionary biologists are are really interested in how this speciation um, happens so they can collect animals and and study the genome and um, shed light (laughs) on some of these evolutionary processes.
0: And because you mentioned that we can predict things about the future as far as uh, climate change or otherwise. So is there something you think is coming that we've learned from caves? I, I just don't know anything that we've picked up from caves, but keep in mind, I'm a moron. Um, and then also- I got that. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> what was Sorry. this thing that they found? <laughs> what What is this? Um, I don't even know if they called it something. I'm looking at my notes here. Air An air bell? Is that what that was called?
1: They, essentially, they were- trying to connect the cave system, the mapped part of the cave system, to the ocean. They knew it is connected to the ocean, but they didn't know how. So they were going from room to room, to chamber to chamber, through these sometimes large passages, sometimes through restrictions where they had to squeeze through.
0: Yeah, claustrophobic.
1: <laughs> yeah, what they found was one of these most gigantic rooms, which is a natural cave chamber, where they knew that the the passages will continue from there so that was the big excitement Mm. and truthfully like i can actually really relate to seeing floating in the middle of uh, a gigantic natural cave chamber underground deep underground floating in the middle of that and just observe the beauty of (laughs) of you know Mm. how this formed and um yeah so one part of the movie that for example that was not really it didn't bring uh, the cave diving back to me that i know <laughs> was that being underground and underwater it's a very peaceful environment it's a it's it's a uh, a very much a
0: quiet environment and we got a few minutes of that, I think. Uh, we got, made, made t- towards the towards beginning, beginning, things... But then everyone started dying. I mean, there was a guy, like, base jumping or, like, parachuting into the cave to kind <laughs> of mix it up to keep things upbeat. No, But in general, it seemed nice.
2: So one of the problems with movies like this, and I haven't seen it because I was actually um, asked to watch it, which... I have my own thing, which is like, I can't do things if people ask me to do them. Um, so I <laughs> wanted to... I should have told
0: you not to see it.
2: If you... Ha- and I, I, my bad, should have told you, just don't watch this movie no matter what you do. Would have watched it. But the point yep. is, I've seen movies like this before. And I do know that it was a James Cameron joint. <laughs> so like, mm-hmm. when it's science-based the movies like usually they they assume the audience doesn't care about the science part so they like do a really bad job of explaining why the the characters that you're supposed to care about are doing the thing they're doing and is that ethan like what you're asking about
0: yeah i did not i I mean this totally could be in the movie and i could be totally in the wrong i just didn't get it i was watching (laughs) and i couldn't understand what they were trying to discover like like in the beginning of Jurassic Park, they're like digging for bones, and they yeah. find some sort like a Velociraptor, something or other skeleton, yes. and it's like totally not normal. It's not a scientific find that all these bones would be together, but it shows you like, oh, that's what the, that's like the the dream right there, you know?
2: Yes, um, and you and and you get to relate to yeah,
0: yeah. They were just like going from room to room, um, like Brinko said, and then they found like another room. It seemed like, and I was like, okay, so. <laughs> But that's the 19th room. <laughs> but again, maybe I, I could totally just be a schmuck there. So I wanted to ask, obviously, if you've had emergency type scenarios while diving. And I know that you probably want to promote diving and tell people that it's not like this movie. It's a beautiful experience. I'm sure that it is. I still don't want to go, mind you. But
1: <laughs> that's, have you and That's had, okay.
0: Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> have, you had, have you had a scenario uh, like this where you had to either like use a rebreather or... I don't know, uh, buddy. Buddy, breathe.
1: Yes, I have been in situations <gasps> where I had to um, use my training to get out of it safely, and that's where that's where you know training dun, 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 and proficiency dun, 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 comes in. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> First of all, one of the biggest challenges of cave diving is, is navigating through these cave systems um, underwater. So we always use guidelines and um mm. and, and obviously lights and other equipment that that uh, helps us and what's your favorite brand? <laughs> <laughs>
2: if you want to plug something. Can talk about fine. that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure.
1: Whoa. Okay, we'll do it in the commercial.
2: <laughs> Whoa, okay.
1: <laughs> so we were diving we uh went to collect um, water samples and we turned the dive when it was time to turn the dive we were coming out and Uh, there was actually a restriction where we had to go through and the restriction is defined in cave diving but when only one person can get through at a time like um i can't get Mm -hmm. through with with another person right next to me bottleneck situation exactly so the first diver goes in and then the second diver goes in and then i start to follow them but um and it happens unfortunately especially in restrictions there was zero visibility as I, as I get into the, um, uh, restriction, right. but I, I am, you know, I'm trained. I, I trust my training and, uh, I've been in these situations before, so I'm just following the guideline, but then yeah, suddenly... you're the fucking
2: Branko. <laughs> it's the Branko.
1: Did <laughs> you say that to yourself? Suddenly, yeah. Okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm the Branko. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I am, I'm really calm when the, um, mm. there is no visibility somehow, somehow it calms me down, but I have to tell you that I got there by training. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I was at a good place. I was I'm like, I know that this guideline will guide me through here and my friends will be there. But as I'm going forward, suddenly the this main line I feel in my hands, I can't see anything that is completely loose and it oh, came no. loose <laughs> and suddenly it's not really leading me anywhere. So, in that case, one of the most important thing is to Know not to start panicking or 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 hyperventilating.
2: I'm panicking so, uh, yeah. right now. Just hearing about it. It's okay.
1: I take a few breaths just to just to think about the situation. I'm in a barf. <laughs> <laughs> and but go then ahead. I start I start uh, working on the line to uh, to set it back if I can. But obviously it's it's uh, zero visibility, so it's quite hard. Uh, what do you hard. mean set it
0: back? How could you set it back? Doesn't have to be like tied so, off somewhere or.
1: Yeah, the, you tie it off uh, typically, you know, on, just on raw, um, that, um, are naturally present in the cave. So you can, can find places uh, where you can securely tie it off. But then, um, I wasn't really finding anything. Luckily, um, I had, um, uh, instrument on me. Which is actually a, a few thousand dollar uh, instrument, so hey, okay. I felt a little bit bad for it, but I didn't really care that much. Whoa! Okay. So, so I stuck it down in the in the sediment, and mm. then I started to wrap the line around that, and uh, essentially I was fine at the end I was able to tie it off to that.
0: Tied the guideline on a Rolex. <laughs> on the-
1: on this on this <laughs> instrument, it was it's a, this instrument is like two feet long, and um, it, it's just oh, a, cool. a long instrument that w- that I was able to stick down. And um... so it's oh, like okay. a Gucci belt.
0: Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was thinking like a mini golf stick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> also golf stick, golf club. What's the <laughs> like matter with me? Stick. Idiot.
2: <laughs> I
1: wait. I'm here's sure. an aside. Wait, wait Bamboo, like Zen.
2: Okay, sorry. Okay, have, forget it. I'm sorry. I, no, haven't, I, cut have, this I out. haven't
1: survived. I haven't survived yet. Yeah, it's the climate. Yeah, and I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to like
2: prolong the tension. You're, oh, okay. you're almost dead. Go ahead. <laughs> One time I heard a guy explain to his kid what bamboo was at a, at a garden and the kid was like bamboo and the dad was like, you know, plant sticks. <laughs>
0: plant, stick, <yeah. laughs> plant sticks, yeah. Plant sticks. All right, a back to the stick. drama. <laughs> Where we last left <laughs> off, <laughs> a fancy thousand two thousand dollar instrument, about two feet long, like, like a little golf stick, was sticking out of the ground.
1: By Balenciaga. Closer to ten thousand dollars, but Uh-oh. it's not even the point. It's yeah, it's a very fancy science stick. <laughs> we're stuck on that.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to come back to exactly what this does, but please keep going.
1: And so I stick it down in the mud, and then I was able to used that as a tie-off point, and um, I tied off to that. And actually, that fixed my problem. It took a while, like it took uh, 10 minutes at least, but it Whoa. really felt like much longer. Yeah, 10 minutes a long time. Yeah. Then I was able to um, just uh, swim out from this restriction um, out of the cloud. And then the others didn't even notice that I was there uh, because they were looking for animals in the clear water.
0: So I'm like, <laughs> "Oh yeah. I'm Some good. Friends.
1: Oh
0: yeah. How long is like an average dive? Like how long are you down there? Um, It depends. I've had
1: one hour long dives as well, which is which would be a short dive in a cave. Um, A typical average dive, um, ninety minutes to two hours. But my longest dive was more than four and a half hours. So my God, it varies.
2: The movie dive is like days and days.
0: I think it's like two days, but, you know, they they dive and come up a bunch of times. So it doesn't seem like they're down there for Mm -hmm. very long. But they do have in the movie like these, what you mentioned before, Branko, these decompression tanks, which is a sealed off circle you sit in for a while, but it's like in the ocean. So can you explain how does that work? You're in there for a bit and that makes sure that you're not going to like get the bends and then you can swim out of it.
1: Yeah, Exactly. So there, is, there are the tanks, the decompression tanks, That but you take those with you and they hang on your side. And when you need them, you reach for those and, and start breathing the gas from that, uh, which helps you to clear the excess nitrogen from your, from your body. And that's important. You want to come to the surface in a safe manner. But because they were doing so long dives, they wanted to facilitate this decompression process so, they, they built this little habitat, the diver habitat, so they were able to just come up and you, you saw, I think, that the, the guy was sitting there, Frank was sitting in that. they can just wait out the time that's needed before coming to the surface. It also helps because they can eat there and drink there and, um, mm. and they don't have to, you know, hover in the water. Is there a Starbucks? <laughs> <laughs> it was a, too small for a Starbucks, I think
0: yeah but i have seen them okay i have seen them with starbucks and uh gun store gun range
1: you
2: just have to spend a little more i guess
0: yeah it's more of a prime (laughs) it's the same company that makes Mm -hmm. that instrument that he's stuck in the mud Mm -hmm. yeah um so (laughs) what is happening down there i guess is my question i still like why is why is it better to be in that environment than in the water like what because i mean i don't know to me it just feels like you would just have to slowly approach the surface. You wouldn't want to just be at the bottom for a long period of time. Yeah,
1: no, yeah, and it's a it's a very good question. Oh well, wow. thank and you. I missed here <laughs> that <laughs> that um, depending on how deep you go and depending on how long of a time you spend at a certain depth, your decompression time can be really, really long. So on maybe. You go for an exploration dive, and you spend only five minutes at great depth. But then it will take you five to six hours to come to the surface, and to do that very gradually, step by step, that, that's a that's a long time. People you gotta be go ripped under water, <laughs> and to you know, like you'll get hungry and whatnot. So, in that case, if you can just you. like sit somewhere, take off the mask, and get a little b- more comfortable. Um right. grab a food, grab a drink. Yeah. Then it's easier.
0: That makes sense. Speaking of what I just mumbled, these guys are pretty ripped in this movie. And mm. I wasn't sure if that was like for Hollywood uh, effect so that we enjoy watching them more because they're really strong, or if that <laughs> is how it is. And everybody who dives is pretty ripped because it seems like you might have to randomly rock climb and you got to rock climb to be ripped. So, how ripped are you, Branko?
2: <laughs> you have to rock climb to be ripped? Is that what
0: I, I I feel like <laughs> actually I feel like if you're rock climbing in a cave, you know, randomly as part of your job or your hobby or something it's like yeah. you you, you got to no, be you mean,
2: ripped. you mean you have to be ripped to rock climb, but you said you have to be you have to rock climb to be
0: ripped. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I misspoke. I'm sorry.
2: So everybody that's a big I mean, we could look into that science.
0: Yep.
1: Science.
2: Let me just do science and
1: then move on. I think certainly to to be able to dive for long hours and all that, you you need a, a physique for that and and the fitness. Um, I don't think that it is a requirement to be ripped for in cave diving or, or diving, but it helps. But I, uh, lo- I love the
2: use of this if term. You- I know. <laughs> now, could you do cave diving if you're just jacked but not ripped?
0: Yeah. What if you're just juiced up? Mm. Juiced you have up- to be
2: shredded
1: you, you got to be careful because if you're too ripped, you're not going to get through the, the restrictions.
0: Oh, right. So you there's a nice, nice balance. Yeah. More than Diesel, less The Rock.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I, I mean, you'll find all sorts of divers and cavers in terms of what's their a, What's a caver
0: <laughs> compared to a diver? They don't dive?
1: Yeah, cavers don't dive.
0: And divers don't cave?
1: Divers do not necessarily cave. Whoa. But then you have the cave divers. Who do both? Can do either both, or the cave divers are focused on being underwater and uh, being able to go to caves. And then mm. sometimes they, you have to combine the two, just like they did in the movie, where you have to cave your way through, yeah, the drive passages to get to the water where you can go cave diving.
0: Okay, so we're learning a lot here. I mean, you have to be ripped to do this. Um, mm. You have to be, you have to be jacked, but up. not too ripped. But not too rip because you won't fit yeah, be and then you'll die. Yeah. You'll cave die. Yeah.
2: Then you're a cave dyer.
0: And then you're a cave dyer, which no one wants to be. Trust me on that. And exactly, you could be a caver or a dyer. And diver. if you go
2: to a cave and it's a color that it shouldn't be, then you know that the cave dyers have been there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. Which I assume is most caves because it looks like a dangerous place.
1: It is. But luckily, it's not like all caves have
0: cave dyers
2: there and then you have the cave tie dyers <laughs> it's a hippie community
0: yeah we're going to so... talk about it in the <laughs> next episode we're going to do a 60s documentary about cave dyers um <laughs> cave tie dyers
2: summer of cave. <laughs> summer of cave
0: summer of cave all right we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back
2: the break is
0: over here we go back to the show about science i have a bunch of other uh, these are a little bit maybe silly but They talk about a storm that is approaching and there's people down there already. Did that stick Um, out to you as like odd? Because then obviously the storm comes and they're all trapped and everybody (laughs) dies pretty much. So would people normally, if they knew a storm was coming, risk it like that? Because everybody seemed fairly okay with, oh, let's just go down there. Let's make our way down there. Mm -hmm. And we know a storm is coming. That's a good point. And I think especially
1: in uh, such a huge expedition that this was mm. pictured, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they would have been way more serious with the weather forecast, especially if the storm is coming. But, you know, it's possible that uh, it's weather. So a good example for that, although that was not a cave diving expedition, the cave rescue in Thailand in 2018, June, July 12, kids got stuck in, uh, in a cave. And what happened? They were just caving, hiking in the cave, but suddenly a storm came that pretty much flooded the passages that they came in through, so mm-hmm. they got stuck in that there.
0: Would, I mean, I know this was way later, but that seems like a better movie, you know? It's these, like, junior football team members, you know, <laughs> sure. the, all with their coach. Like, that sounds kind of fun. And it's no, there's no water because the water kind of made me, no offense to you, but like claustrophobic a little bit. That was kind of scary.
2: I want to see the movie about James Cameron trying to get the rights to that, mo- that movie.
0: Oh, yeah. Failing. Very inside baseball Hollywood movie.
1: But I don't know if you, uh, you guys follow that, but but they had to actually dive through the caves uh, to rescue the kids. Mm-hmm. So um, there was no other option because more storm- storms right. are coming, which actually resulted in a huge cave rescue that is unprecedented
0: okay so a couple other ones here i want to try and knock out there's a part where his tank runs out and there's like little pockets of air bubbles attached to the roof of the cave and he uses that to kind of suck in the air and keep swimming and i thought that is a good life hack if it works if that's true then people that are you know drowning or some you know if you're in a Mm. dire situation that's a good thing to know that you can just suck on what looks like weird air pocket bubbles.
1: Yeah when you're at the edge of drowning underwater or not. you're gonna give it a try then, uh, then yeah definitely go and, and give it a try and, and if there's oxygen in that air that's that's great. you, you tried but that's mm-hmm. not granted that all
0: could be poison. Gas
1: looking um, you know little air bubbles on the surface that, or, or on the ceiling of a cave. Will be actually breathable gas. So you gotta be careful hey, with not that. Not a guarantee. In fact, they teach that in cave diving, in a cave diving course, that do not breathe from. Oh, they uh, tell such, you not to. Yeah, they tell you not to, unless it's clearly uh, connected to the surface or. But I
0: guess, uh, yeah, if you're in that situation, revenue. what else are you gonna do?
1: Right. Yep, exactly. Yeah. I would have done the same with yeah.
0: You would have said, fuck <laughs> the rules. I'm, just, I'm sucking this bubble.
1: Roll the dice. Yeah. You're the. Yeah. <laughs>
2: You're the Branko.
0: I'm the Branko. I'm going to suck this bubble. I don't care what the rules say. (laughs) Um, So one of the characters says at some point, stay at the same depth as me or your blood is going to fizz up like a can of beer.
2: Wow. Locked and loaded.
0: I mean, obviously it sounds, you know, he's trying to invoke some seriousness here and say, hey, you know, don't goof around down here. But is that a, a, you know, accurate description of what would happen to your blood? It fizzes up. It's pretty accurate.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fizzes up. I hate that.
0: Um, that's part of the bends? Sorry, I, I was just trying to get my term straight here. That's what you mean?
1: Yes, that's right. Okay. Fizzing up bends and the compression sickness, the decompression illness, so those are all the same.
0: Have you experienced that?
1: No, I haven't. Nice. So would you be
0: dead. Congrats.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
2: Would you be dead if you had?
1: No, not oh. necessarily.
2: Oof. Almost worse to live through it. So, I don't know why, but that seems like the worst thing.
1: Yeah, I liked but that. then it can... <laughs> it can be fun? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> No, it's 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 not it's not fun, especially because oh, okay. uh, you may live through it, but then uh, you may not dive again, or
0: yeah.
1: it really oh. depends on the it really depends on the seriousness of it. But there are also
0: not as serious. Uh, you can only cave after that.
2: Then you could just be a caver. Oh, embarrassing!
0: Yeah, that sucks, right?
1: Yeah. But going back to the quote, why he said you stay in the same depth. Because um, if the person would have gone deeper than than uh, the other diver was, then um, his or her buddy, I'm not sure who he was talking to, would have uh, taken up even more gas and then takes even more time for you to get to the surface uh, in oh. a safe manner. Because essentially what happens, you go, at, go down to depth and under pressure, your blood and your tissues can take up even more gas from what you normally uh, take up just by breathing so more nitrogen also more oxygen but uh, when you come up to the surface you need time uh, yes. for this excess gas to to be able to uh, exit from your tissues and and uh and then from your blood and if you go up too fast and the pressure dropping um, too quickly then you don't give enough time for the excess nitrogen to clear. Yikes. And in that case, you're going to fizz up. It's the same thing when you open your soda or whatever. I don't know. Oh, your coke. Uh, Waterloo, you, you water loose, sparkling water. You don't see it. Sp- <laughs> Sparkling water. Perfect. Yes. Black cherry so flavor. When you, when, before you opened it up, before you opened it up, there was no, uh, you didn't see any bubbles, right? No. When you open it up, then suddenly you see all the bubbles in there because the, the pressure drops um uh, very quickly mm-hmm.
0: so if that happens inside your body you're fucked yes you are yikes not fun
1: as as we've discussed
0: you get the fizzies you get the fizzies every now and then like when i was just hearing you talk i remember that my body is made up of blood and tissues and stuff and it like freaks me out for a second that happened to you guys well, I,
2: me too. same yeah i don't like it
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay just making sure
1: uh, we can switch topic.
2: <laughs> no, no, it's fine.
0: No, it's, interesting, but I it's just,
2: interesting. I'm expressing my disdain.
0: Yeah. I just, I just, you know, okay. every now and then I, I, I guess I don't constantly think of all my body parts and how they're so delicate inside my meat sack. Sure. And then I remember it and it's like, Oh my God. Yeah. Jesus. I got to take care of all these little, these little parts so they don't fizz up. <laughs> so I, yeah. I don't know. I was just expressing Fizzed that. Up just thinking about it. Yeah, exactly. I'm fizzing up right now. I can tell um there's another quote it says the first rule of diving is never hold your breath and then the guy walks away and we can't really hear what the other <laughs> rules are which i was a little <laughs> bummed out about because i wanted i was like okay that's a good first rule but what's next <laughs> um so a is that the first rule of diving never hold your breath and b did you know the second rule or would you have a third rule maybe
1: yeah well this is definitely a, a primary rule of diving did not don't hold your breath underwater. Really? And, um, oh my God. yes. And the reason for that is that if you hold your breath and then you start ascending, the pressure inside your lungs will start increasing. Oh. As the pressure outside is dropping. And in that case, just like a balloon that you bring up to the surface, um, and if you have a balloon down there with you as a diver, I do. Then, um, <laughs> okay, good.
0: She's a balloon but diver. It's a party. So. Bring
1: a balloon with you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a party then it's going to explode right yeah so the same thing would happen that that um your lungs may get damaged um if uh, you're ascending too fast and holding your breath wow so this is why it's a very important uh, rule of diving and regarding the second and third and etc cetera, etc cetera, i think the movie wanted to make the point that uh, it's a whole course and there are many more rules but uh <laughs> We don't have time for that because we got to survive.
0: Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, (laughs) Okay. There's also a quote that I thought might be funny to you as a scientist um, where uh, one of the characters is expressing, you know, the magic of the caves and of diving. And then he said that there's nowhere left on Earth to explore, saying that this is it. It's just the caves. We don't know what's down here. It's the unknown. No, No man has been here and man has been everywhere else on the planet. How do you feel about that?
1: That's that's actually I've heard this uh, from 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 cave divers and explorers, but uh, obviously there are other places. example, so the deep ocean is also um, <laughs> largely unknown still. And despite the fact that uh, over decades uh, we learned a lot about these underwater cave systems and the deep ocean as well, if you want to bring that in, that um, sure. Br- there's still in. a lot come on,
2: to, come on in here deep ocean you're welcome come <laughs> on <laughs>
1: that, that there's still a lot to learn about that and I think that that was the reference that there are still a lot of underwater caves a lot of caves you know in the subterranean realm that um, yet to be found whether we need to find all of those I'm not mm. sure probably not but uh, <laughs> whether <do> people people <laughs> would keep trying and and that's that's for sure
0: okay great um i wanted to <laughs> confirm a few terms here so spelunking that's like the same thing right you could say if you're a caver then you're also a spelunker is that correct
1: uh, well uh, you're gonna hurt some feelings if you can <gasps> if you call a real caver oh, a spelunker
0: that's slang
1: so, i wouldn't recommend that flirt. yeah it's like layman's term it's yeah
0: so <laughs> so wait the spelunking is because that to me sounds like the word that's worse is that the insulting? word or t- or you don't want to call a spelunker a caver
1: yeah, cavers refer refer to themselves as cavers and in spelunking i think it probably came more the public or at least uh, more recently there's a consensus on that that um, cavers are not happy when they ca- when they are called spelunkers
0: it's a crazy word yeah i just didn't understand w- once i saw that it was you know the entertain interchangeable i was like well then why does spelunking as a word exist it's a That's crazy right. work. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. It's and hard then, to say. Yeah, who likes it? <laughs> what cavers don't like them? They're the them? only people that should. <laughs> I know, right? I hate it.
2: Well, I think people like there's like a mid range of like people who are not cave divers, and then people who tourist cave dive, and then the people that know about that world but not not as much as we do now, who Mm -hmm. like to be like it's actually called spelunking. Those people are the people that like the word.
0: Got it. So it's like a fancy coffee shop hipster uh, terminology.
2: That's yes, it's the affogato.
0: It's the affogato of caving. Yeah, that's yes. It's coffee with it ice cream. Let's all relax. Anyway, <laughs> base jumping. <laughs> there's, a guy, there's a guy. There's a guy. There's a guy who jumps into the cave with a parachute, and it seemed absurd. It seemed like very dangerous. And
2: for the parachutes?
0: Uh, not a pair of shoes. I believe he also had a pair of shoes, but he had a parachute, mm. and he. Oh. Um. Yeah. Just jumped from the top of a cave to the bottom. I wanted to know. If you've seen anybody do that, if that's at all common practice, and if you have ever base jumped.
1: I have never base jumped, parachuted, especially not in a cave. But they actually, I have seen that or I've heard of that, that um, there are these gigantic caves where people actually do that. They jump in there.
0: Sounds so unnecessarily dangerous. I mean, even jumping out of a, off a bridge with a parachute is dangerous, but then, you know, there's no walls.
1: Yeah, jumping down in in the underground world yeah
0: okay so i just yeah i wanted to (laughs) know if that was common or something i mean people kind of reacted to it but not enough you know what i mean in the movie yeah
2: yeah
0: yeah. (laughs) kind of like oh that's him Uh, what they probably used to it yeah i guess so i I think they were
2: hoping he'd die
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh he made it again huh (laughs) okay
2: no that's him
0: that sucks. Um, okay, so I wanted to ask <laughs> about the rebreather because there's a lot of talk of the rebreather in the movie. And uh, if, if you've used one, how it works, what are, what are the pros and cons?
1: I've used a rebreather. I'm a rebreather diver. So what actually um, it does that when you exhale, it still have considerable amount of oxygen, but it also has CO2, right? So the rebreather essentially sends your exhaled gas through a scrubber, which is uh, most often it's soda lime. It's a chemical mixture that hmm. scrubs the CO two out from from the exhaled gas, right. and then you add just a little bit more oxygen to it, and
0: from like a tank
1: cycles it back for you As a... from a tank. Okay. Yeah, they if you if you remember, there were like uh, two little tanks on the mm-hmm. on the rebreather, and one of them is um, is oxygen, and from then you can add to the, the mixture and this way you are saving a lot of gas, um, it extends your time underwater, and also one great thing that you can do is that you're essentially uh, manipulating the gas mixture that you are breathing and the reason that it's, it's uh, advantageous underwater because you can uh, decrease for example the amount of nitrogen that you're inhaling and this way, hmm. again, back to blood and tissue, uh, there will be less of that nitrogen dissolved in your, in your body, wow. uh, which significantly decreases the time uh, that you need to decompress before getting to the surface. Does it make sense?
0: Totally. That's a yeah. good
2: invention yeah. right there. Expensive.
1: So it, it expensive. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. expensive, but it gives you a lot of extra time underwater time is money and makes time is
0: money time is money (laughs) (laughs) time is also discoveries (laughs) time is discoveries. yes discoveries are money (laughs) grants that's how they work um oh yeah yeah, i just uh i i did you know two seconds of research after the movie looking at the rebreather and it sounded kind of like one of those things that could be invented in a movie you know a Mm rebreather and i was like okay what's really going on here And, uh, and yeah, it's just absolutely unbelievable.
2: But at the same time, it's sort of like if they were going to invent something in a movie, they might call it something a little bit less obvious, you know, like
0: obvious. Well, but you, I mean, uh, you got to see this movie though, because a rebreather type, (laughs) uh, technological, uh, (laughs) product totally would fit here. The,
2: like they call rope, the long fibers.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the golf stick. I think they said that in the movie. That's why it's in my head. The golf <laughs> stick.
1: About the technology, that actually, mm-hmm. uh, the, um, the most of that that you've seen, that's that's all not just possible, but used in, in cave diving and diving and caving. Spelunking. Um, I don't know about spelunking. Oh, okay. But...
0: Maybe not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, one thing maybe that's, that's still an area of research and there's a lot of development. You remember there was a little autonomous vehicle like going with with the two divers following Mm -hmm. them like the uh, camera right the camera yep there's a lot of uh push to to develop this kind of technology but uh we're not there yet these um, uh vehicles actually follow divers or or that they can they can autonomously map cave systems there's a lot of improvements have been made recently but
0: Hmm, that seems like a slam dunk yeah. If you're out there and you're a coder and you love the deep sea or cave systems or spelunking, that's what you got to be working on. That feels like that should be no Feel problem. Feel free to call in, call Branco. Yeah, <laughs> Tell him how it works. <laughs> um, okay, one more quote. There's a guy who says, "No one dives alone." I I think that that sounds like sound advice, but is that also just a rule, or do people go diving by themselves?
1: It's um it's a rule of diving, rule of cave diving as well, and although. Uh, Let's stick with cave diving. A cave diver is prepared to take care of um, him herself. Mm-hmm. At the same time, there are situations when when a buddy can be huge help. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, and and because of that, um, so be- it is a rule.
2: Yeah, because you have yep. to adhere by the rules have you ever gone diving like with somebody who you just don't like and you're like but you don't dive alone
0: right you got to put up with them
2: <laughs> so you're like ugh, you know this guy again but you have to because it's a rule
0: roger's the only one available so mm-hmm. i i
1: definitely have because oh, yes. um, <laughs> i for a long time i worked as a diving instructor and then there was no question you know like it was like you gotta go you gotta go
0: so, yep. <laughs> got to get your hours in. That's
2: rule number nine. Okay. of five. You got to go, you got to yeah. go.
0: <laughs> when you got to go, you got to go. And what was it about these people <laughs> that you hated so quickly? Actually, I can't think of any specific. Nobody came up with like a MAGA hat eating a funnel cake and said, I'm MAGA, your partner today.
2: A MAGA tank. A
0: MAGA tank. A MAGA, hat. A MAGA tank. MAGA flippers.
1: <laughs> I can't think of anything, anything specific, but... Mm. I know that, that that I had times when like, I'm just going in the water because I have to now, not because I want to go diving with you. Right. So,
0: but you're an honest man and you would tell them that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they are still happy because, you know, they were happy that I was going with them. Okay,
0: good. I would be happy to dive with you, my friend. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know who else I would feel safe with. Awesome. I signed you up. Oh, really? Are we good COVID-19 wise in the water? Is it safe for me to go diving with you or what's the deal?
1: water i imagine right i think well cave diving i think it's the ultimate social distancing so distant no one will follow you in there there would be no crowds in there yeah but um actually you don't but
2: but you never dive alone
1: that's true always (laughs) is that like always
2: dive in a crowd
1: the the diving industry is definitely struggling just like everyone else like how to transition in this new era
0: oh man i was just thinking the opposite i was thinking what you said which is like oh maybe diving is taking off right now because people want to do something physical where there's not a lot of people around and so this would be perfect who's going to be in this freaking cave and also you're mm-hmm. kind of protected right you're wearing all this wetsuit and the yeah, whole yeah but
1: you have to get there yes
0: exactly Oh, okay. That's fair. And then yeah.
1: usually you go through, you usually you go through dive shops, and, mm. or maybe you need a boat to get there. Mm, and, um, I see. and then it's complicated. Suddenly you are.
2: We all need our own personal cave.
1: okay what about this <laughs>
0: yeah. what if we start a business because right now is yes. high time for starting a business <laughs> you know uh gotta get those grants alice and i will take care of branding and marketing and you figure out how this works where on it a drone will pick people up from their <laughs> roof with you know all the gear maybe you have to have your own gear that's a rule and then we bring you to the cape so you don't have to deal with mm-hmm. any of the shops or anything i think that's a great idea thank you but, uh,
1: <laughs> Once there will be many other companies doing that maybe the, it will be problematic that those drones will like mm. you know it will too much traffic in the air but
0: mm. but I can totally see cuz it's going to take off so hard you saying happening now so yeah or, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but let's beat it first and then we can <laughs> maybe we can get like a monopoly situation where we own a piece of the skies Yeah. nobody else can fly for this purpose for cave divers
1: all right Hell I yeah the here. I love the idea nail it right now
0: yeah you have the what the patent That's a lot of
2: the patent Okay. <laughs> really, well, a lot of speaking of, of paper.
0: Uh, speaking of your work, Alice. Um, we're wrapping up here. You have a podcast that I feel like people would love if they listen to this podcast, which is called Treks in the City.
2: They uh, people hate my podcast, and that's what's crazy. <laughs> we keep doing it, uh, but nobody do, likes it. And uh,
0: why do they hate it?
2: We won't stop. Um, we do a Star Trek podcast, which is something that there's already so many of there's no need for another one and we did one anyway because we my co-host veronica sorio and i are both fans of specifically star trek the next generation and we found there was a lack of representation of like non-white and non um male uh, fandom in the podcast world yep. so we were like great we'll make a podcast for girls and minority identified groups in like what happened was we just get a lot of guests who've never seen Star Trek before, and then we spend forty five minutes talking about things that are not Star Trek at the beginning of the episode, and then probably eighty percent of the time the guest the guest brings up, are we going to talk about Star Trek? <laughs> and <laughs> so that's the Trekkies are not thrilled. <laughs> but what's crazy is we've gotten we've gotten well, okay. I said people hate it. We've gotten a great listenership of people who who really enjoy our our take on it because it's so different than other other shows uh that said um i hate it no i love it it's the (laughs) best please listen to it uh yes (laughs) we just did a part of it with bob Tompkins. it's wonderful and have a good time definitely check
0: it out and I think it's a great launching off point because I'm not a huge Star Trek guy. But what a, you know, fun place to start exactly. any sort of conversation.
2: I think so. I do. I, I believe in what I do. It's not pointless.
0: <laughs> Are you talking to yourself now That's or cool. still us?
2: I need this. Hmm? Oh, there's a mirror here. I should put it away.
0: Stop, Stop podcasting like to a mirror. You can, I mean, at least do pictures oh. of Branko and I.
2: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> pictures.
0: No, honestly, that would be so much weirder. Um, okay. Branko i first of all thank you for letting me call you that the entire time. I've had a ball doing it. And secondly, is there a place people can check out what you're doing?
1: Well, thanks a lot for having me on the show. It, it was it was great. And um, I have, my scientific work is um, is summarized on on a personal website I have. So if you just search for my name, um, it will pop up. I'm sure.
0: David Brankovitz. And
1: um, David Brenkowitz. Yeah and branko uh, on it that's so funny that you called me this way <laughs>
0: <laughs> really i loved it i, I, I want to find somebody yeah. else in my life who has a name similar that i could just call them branko from now on
1: okay well you can call me anytime ethan
0: oh great yeah i'll just give you a ring and say what's up Branco? what's going on what's the news what's going down in the caves <laughs> thank you so much for uh joining me the both of you and hopefully they make a sequel a sanctum sequel In 3D or 4D by that point, and we can get together again and discuss it. That's awesome. It would be great.
1: Thanks so much. Thank you, Ethan. Thanks, Alice. Thanks, Branko. Thanks, Ethan. Thanks,
0: Branko. Bye. Bye. Bad Science is hosted and produced by me, Ethan Edinburgh. Our associate producer is Emily Feld. Our editor is Lucas Bollinger. And our social media is managed by Blue Whale Media. Shout out to EJ and Kate. I love you. Don't tell my girlfriend. And the executive is Brett Kushner. Oh, follow us on Instagram at Bad Science Pod. If there's a movie you'd like us to discuss on the podcast, feel free to email at seeker.com. That's badscience@seeker.com. And please leave us an iTunes review. Give us five stars. I sound like a new driver but it does help it makes sure people know about the podcast which we really appreciate thanks for listening bye